0: warning this podcast contains spoilers but you shouldn't care welcome to hey james watch this a celebration of mediocrity in this and indeed every episode russ and fry will try to convince their friend james why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film hey james
1: watch this hi everybody welcome to hey james watch this i am james i'm russ and i'm fry And I would like to talk about the Fedora conspiracy or whatever that thing was called. (laughs) This is the uh, first movie that we've ever done where I had to do a little bit of math. And they did some of this in the movie, but but that software developer is, I'm sure, smart as he is, did not seem to be very competent, so I checked his math.
0: (laughs) Always a good idea. Peer review is an important part of the software development process.
1: I mean, it is, right? So um, he he had $400,000 and about... Eight grand of that would have gone into the fees for converting it to Canadian dollars, so that leaves him with three hundred ninety-two thousand dollars, which is approximately five hundred and seventeen thousand Canadian dollars. That seems like a pretty good chunk of change.
0: Yeah, I think you probably <laughs> I, I wouldn't know fine what the buying
1: power is, but you know
0: that seems like it would be pretty good. Russ, could that could um, that get a, a home in suburban Vancouver?
2: Oh, definitely not. Okay, oh, no, okay. A, a home in suburban Vancouver
0: five mil. <laughs> <laughs> well well
1: Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver's really expensive, but you could you could easily get a home somewhere else well, yeah, but
0: like, he's not trying to I'm move sure. from like Silicon Valley to a rural town in Canada. he's probably going to want to live in a city well, regardless, so you need uh, that extra Bitcoin money, that extra ten percent <laughs> here
1: are the so that is that was section number one math, and it was brief intentionally. Section number two is just a list of things that I saw in this documentary. That I don't think you would see in most documentaries. A Komodo dragon in a bow tie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Various paper masks, including a fox and a bunny. A man staring intently at the Instagram of his former boss. Or at his former boss's wife's Instagram. Which was very, very, which is one of those scenes they did just for the documentary. And it was very, very funny because they must have told him, like, really concentrate on really, this image of your, really of your like, former boss's wife.
0: Just look into it like you can see the truth on the other side of this screen.
2: Stare with conspiracy. <laughs> Stare with conspiracy.
0: What if I told so, you the key to the Bitcoin wallet is in this picture?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just have to find it. Okay. Here's a timeline of events as I understood them which does not necessarily mean it's 100 percent correct because there were parts of this where i was like just laughing or rolling my eyes so okay so it starts off with like so jerry's dead wait is he yeah the doctor said so but where's the money who is michael oh he left (laughs) but jerry and he and jerry have a history of scamming people signed his will two weeks before he died wife gets the money wait is that (laughs) and then i said wait is that suspicious no (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i mean that's just Bad timing.
1: Wait, his wife kept changing her name? (laughs) My friend who is a doctor says he was poisoned is an actual thing they put in the chat, which is I believe that. I believe that was a chat they pulled from the discussion because that sounds like something somebody on the internet would say. My friend who is a doctor, this is verbatim. I'm not paraphrasing. My friend who is a doctor says he was poisoned.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Exactly like what you would read in the chat room.
1: And then at the very end I said so Jerry did die, but it was always a scam. And then as the credits came on, now I, I do not I did not watch post-credit sequences. You roll the credits, you're done. That's the end of my evaluation. So I don't know if there was one. I didn't watch them long enough. But I had this one thought that no one in the entire film seemed to want to ask. And that thought is: did any of these people talk to an attorney at any point during <laughs> this entire process? <laughs> I don't. Uh, think, I'd recommend it. I don't everyone think there were any this.
0: attorneys involved in the whole film. Not
2: a one. There
1: was. They didn't talk to one attorney. No. That now that they did mention at one point. I think that his Jerry's wife had an attorney, but the, the, he's not in the film. Or, or they reached out to someone's attorney and they had no comment. But everyone else, it's like do, you never mentioned that you went to an attorney. Like there's a lot of legal shenanigans in this film that need to be sorted out. And I would recommend you seek the advice of an attorney.
0: (laughs) I I have a question. Mm. Are attorneys really like the all-time champions at the mantra of Snitches Get Stitches? Like they don't talk about anything.
1: Well, they have attorney-client
3: privilege.
0: Yeah, that's just their version of Snitches Get Stitches. You break that privilege, you can't do this job anymore.
2: That is... uh, Well, yeah, that's good. If you look at the seal for the Supreme Court of Canada in Latin, it Mm -hmm. is Snitches Get Stitches. That
0: makes yeah, sense.
1: That's,
2: yeah, that's correct. I I um, also want to point out that Canadian lawyers are the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. Like I don't know what it takes to be a lawyer. I think you have to be able to fog a mirror. That's like the bar. No,
0: Aren't those no, barristers you... or solicitors or yeah? And or they wear the yeah
2: yeah they wear the fucking wigs and the they're cosplaying Britain. <laughs>
0: It it feels so ridiculous to me that that still happens. Like, how do you how do you get up every morning to go to your very important job where you will be deciding people's fate and think I should put on a fancy little wig first?
2: And the stupid every day. And, and, the, and the little and the little shoulder manchettes or whatever the fuck yeah. they are. You look like well, and, a and clown.
1: The funnier part is if you didn't do it, you would be asked to leave the courtroom.
0: <laughs> it's so meaningless. Like it could just as easily be clown makeup. And you yeah. like, well, this is how we've always done it. So we. Uh, we God save the nose. queen, Hong Kong. Let's of, put on our red noses. Yeah, instead just of banging a g- gavel they would just like squeeze their nose to get attention. <laughs> and it's one of the ones that the
2: old bike horns where it goes, ha ha ha.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. So anyway, I would recommend that people watch the Fedora conspiracy. What was it actually called, Russ?
2: Trust No One, the hunt for the crypto king.
1: My title is better. Uh, it's catchier.
2: <laughs> Fedora conspiracy. Aren't they I, all? I
1: don't actually remember if there were any fedoras in the movie, but you kind of had that sense yeah. they all owned at least you know, at least four or
2: five. Yeah. So. Well, on Untitled.txt today, our wheel demanded classic films, and so you're getting classic mm. films. The score Alrighty. is sitting at Fry 23, James 17. Now, for today's Untitled.txt, you are getting no hints, not even a year. understood you will have three clues they could be names they could be song titles they could be nouns and these three clues will point to a movie and you tell me what the movie is but you are getting no hints beyond okay beyond the three all of these are extremely famous classic films <laughs> so we're gonna do just fine. Then we're gonna do. Just oh, fine.
0: We are fucked. I'm I am sorry, uh, former I made this, professor. I made this so
2: easy. I made this so easy. Okay. Okay. So we'll start off with a super easy one: astronauts, computers, evolution.
0: Oh, uh, apocalypse now? No, no. I mean, that's the wrong one. Uh, Two thousand
1: and one is space. Two thousand
2: and one is space odyssey. Thank you, James. Jesus Fry, <laughs> that was amazing. You know, Did so you close. just name the first classic
0: film you thought of? No, I, I guess so. Fry,
1: Fry, were you thinking of Doctor Moreau for some reason?
0: No, I just literally could not think of the word. I was, I was, <laughs> I was picturing 2001: A Space Odyssey. I can assure you. And I was like, "What's this movie called?" Definitely, a you know that time. movie
1: with the goddamn giant baby.
0: Yeah. They have to go to that
2: village where the baby's gone AWOL and they have to, you know, kill (laughs) it. I'm sorry to say it, but Apocalypse Now is on this list. (laughs) Civil War. Scarlet. Typhoid fever.
0: Gone with the The, wind?
2: Gone with the wind is the correct answer. Nice. World War II. Expatriate. As time goes by.
1: Casablanca? That's the
2: one.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Plastics. Mrs. Robinson, Williams College.
0: Oh, oh God, I know the name of this movie.
2: Oh, I know, it's The Blob.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no, I'm kidding. I, I specifically watched this movie, but I can't tell you the name of it right now.
1: Yeah, it sounds really familiar.
2: That would be The Graduate, boys. Ah, well,
0: yes. That it would be, that is absolutely right.
2: <laughs> Agoraphobia, Detective Madeline.
0: Hmm. No. I, I, that's
2: not ringing a bell. Yeah, sorry, I got nothing. Really? That is Hitchcock's Rear Window. Huh. Oh, I never saw that.
0: Not, me neither.
2: Knife, Bates, Rainstorm.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, Psycho. Yeah. Psycho is the correct answer.
1: Oh, I was taking a tip of my horrible drink. Oh, I should tell you what I put in my What drink. did you put in your horrible drink? Because every time I drink it, I'm going to make a gross face. I wanted to make carbonated coffee because that sounds good. <laughs> no! And I not have yet. clubs... No, shut up. And I have club soda. This was a solid idea until I forgot about how temperature. Did works. you
0: put the club and soda through
1: the Keurig? No, 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 no. I'm not that bad. No. So I have instant coffee that's decaf because I've already had like two or three cups of coffee today. So I don't need more caffeine. So I have that the instant, uh, you know, freeze dried coffee granules that melt in liquid, but they really melt best in hot. <laughs> I Did not. I, I yeah, wanted it to do. be a cold drink. So if I make a face, it's or if I go, it's because
2: I get a granule. So anyway, <laughs> uh, please continue. Sled, snow globe, journalism. Oh, why can't I remember the title? I
1: can see that scene at the end that's so famous. Um, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to let tell Fry because he looks confused. So that's I, good. I
0: have no clue. So you have you, seen this movie, I, Fry. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure. All right, give me just one
1: second. If I can't get it, we'll all concede. Oh, I cannot remember the title of this movie. I, I give up.
2: That is Citizen Kane, my boys.
0: Yes. Ah, oh, I've, I've never seen Citizen Kane. Oh, you should. Really? Oh, it's pretty good. I you mean, uh, people say that it's like
2: the most one of the most famous movies ever made. I don't want to oversell it, but it's a pretty good. It's good. Movie.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm not sure in what way my life will be improved or changed by having seen Citizen Kane.
1: You would get more points in this. Uh, <laughs> you
0: talk about I, film, well, but this Remember. didn't matter. You got no points too. You, being able to
2: talk though. about film is replacement for a personality. Everyone knows this.
0: It's mm.
1: yeah. Well, also, if since we don't do sports, <laughs> we should probably be able to talk about like something.
0: I can talk about programming languages for hours.
1: No one wants to talk to you about that.
0: Let me tell you about the evolution of Python. No.
2: Nope. Oh, Python. Nope.
1: Kill his mic, Russ. Let's keep going.
2: <laughs> jets, Maria, Street Fights.
0: Oh, uh,
1: wait, Top Gun?
2: No. Oh, Not those kind of jets. Jets, Maria, Street
1: Fights. Oh! Oh! West Side
2: Story? That's the one.
1: There we go. There you go. Nice work, Fry.
2: Remember, the jets were the gang in opposition to the sharks.
0: Yeah, I was really yeah, stuck okay. on fast airplanes for a while, too. <laughs>
2: Munchkins, Glinda, Yellow Bricks. Oh, what's the i I'm giving you a tie on that one. Vietnam, AWOL, wall, Apocalypse file. Now. Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Now, that went to fry. <laughs>
0: mm. See, I said it so long ago, I guess, in preparation for this.
2: <laughs> no, I think you were just slightly. Well, angry. my boys, that... you blew that one right up. That was. Thank God. did four. Although we four.
1: Although we did miss the most famous movie the most of all time, famous film of all time. <laughs>
0: God damn it! There's no one, no, very almost no one knows about that movie. I don't. Th- I don't think me, it's that popular. That is not true. I would like to take a survey of our listeners. If you could both let us know, have uh, seen <laughs> Citizen Kane?
2: <laughs> well, I have seen Citizen Kane. It's, it's but it's it's kind of like people who say they've read 1984, mm. which I have read numerous times. But apparently, most people who say they have are lying.
0: Well, like I read it, but I read it like once when I was in grade yeah. school.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I, 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 I think it was for me, it was high school, but yeah, it's been, I read it once. I didn't read it again,
0: but yeah. Ugh. I was, I specifically remember I was on a trip with my family somewhere, and we were in the airport, and I went to the airport bookstore. I was like, oh, this looks like an interesting book. Knowing nothing about it, and then that's what I read for the trip. It's not
1: really an airport or or like a plane read, I wouldn't say. I'm not
0: saying I read it the best way possible.
2: (laughs) That's another movie that I'd like to see remade. Even though it's like, you know, you have the John Hurt version, which kicks ass. But I don't know. I'd like to see it again. We are up to 27 for Fry and 21 for James.
1: Yeah, that was just uh, moving the scores straight up.
2: (laughs) Well, let's talk. I like that. Let's talk classics. Let's talk film noir. Let's talk about 1945, and let's talk about Detour. Wow. Okay. Haven't seen that
0: one. Good. Watching the movie, there's a certain like fatalism throughout, and I wonder what could have been (laughs) going on. A certain fatalism. (laughs) There's a a fatalism in a
1: noir movie. Oh
2: my god. I love that Fry has said this because I want to... This is the last line in the movie. Fate or some mysterious force can put the finger on you or me for no good reason at all.
0: Yeah, there's a certain <laughs>
2: fatalism.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you, you caught the hint as well, I see. Good. Uh, they really buried that one in there. All right, so... We're, of course, starting, we're starting in media res with our buddy Al Roberts uh Mm -hmm. he's a a hitchhiking unemployed piano player okay (laughs) that's
3: the most noir
0: character possible
1: yeah i was gonna say we're we're good so far we're in genre very
0: deep he gets to this diner and he's he's hanging out he's kind of he's generally not a very talkative sort and one of the patron the only other patron in the diner puts on a song and it happens to be one that just sets him off, and he and Al just attacks this guy. He's like, "Hey, turn this, turn this shit off." And the, di- <laughs> the owner of the diner's like, "You've been an asshole the whole time. You can get the fuck out of here if you don't want to listen to that." He's like, "Ah, oh, exactly." He says, "Oh, this just brings back some bad memories." And then he starts telling his story, and that's of course the story of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we find out that he was a, a piano player back in New York City, playing nightclubs. <laughs> okay, yep, yep, we're there. With his with his his best girl, Sue. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And she has gone on to L.A. to try to make a name for herself there. And yes.
1: he... This is just every single trope. It is like every to, noir trope. If you were yeah. trying to make fun of a noir movie, you would put all these in your mouth. Yeah, movie. it's
0: absolutely, <laughs> like, this is where it all comes from.
1: Yeah, this is perfect.
0: Uh, so, and so he keeps playing nightclubs for a while, but he's he's not having any anything of it. It bums him out. So he's finally like, "Can, can I ask?
1: Can, can I ask who who is playing the lead character? Is it someone
0: we would have heard of?" Or well, it's Tom I Neal. Tom Neal. I, okay, he, I,
2: I'm not familiar. He's with him. he's one of those people. I mean, he's been in you know loads of stuff, but nothing yeah. since uh, I think he died in like I don't know when did he die? 1972. Oh wow! Wow, at the ripe old age of fifty-eight, Jesus, they lived hard.
0: Jeez! He goes out. He's going to hitchhike from New York to L.A.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The casualness with which this decision is made also just makes me wonder if this is just a completely different country they were living in. Like the, <laughs> the yeah. idea of just like, well, I'm gonna, I have no money. I'm gonna just go to L.A. and hope people will take me part of the way there. That's really far. That's a really long distance to go. Though, let's <laughs> Can't imagine be honest. Doing that today.
2: Amongst this podcast, one of us would 100% make that decision every day. I I have made so many questionable moves in my life.
1: <laughs> you have a bit more of an adventurous spirit than Fry and I do. God,
0: yeah. Russ. Tell us how that, that hitchhiking goes, uh, and please bring some mace or something to protect
1: but, you. But actually, if you think about it, I think Russ is the only one of us that would make it, too. Because also you and true. I, <laughs> who would stop for us, Fry? No one. They would look at us and go, Nah, that's I'm not risking that. I
0: think lots of people would stop for me. Look, I, I look very friendly and unthreatening.
1: Yeah, when you're looming over people at your But very like you high, know, in a distance
0: height. at a distance I look very unthreatening. When I get close and they realize that I'm very tall and large, then they might change their opinion of things. All
1: humans have binocular vision, Fry. This is not like I mean unless they have one eye, I guess. Then well,
0: that's what I'm looking for, is the rare one eyed hitchhiker. <laughs>
2: My uncle only has one eye.
0: See, they're What's out that?
2: there. I said my uncle only has one eye.
0: Oh, how did he lose it?
2: The story I was told was when he was a child, um, he was playing with some sort of toy with a with his brother. Mm-hmm. And I, if I remember correctly, it was like a RC helicopter. And, oh my and god. He, and he got it flown into it. I don't know if that story is true or not. I should say, right, he has right. an eye. There is an eye in the socket. It just doesn't see. Right, right, right,
1: right. I was expecting one of those, uh, well, he and his brother both gotten BB guns at Christmas. You know, that kind yeah, of Yeah, and it, it,
2: may, it may well have been that was the actual story. But. Right. All
0: right, I, anyway. So ironically, ironically right. this movie also involves a childhood accident where someone loses an eye. Well, oh, true. So he, he goes on, he starts hitchhiking, and at some point and he makes it to Arizona. So, wow, he's made some pretty good distance. In Arizona, he meets... Charles Haskell Jr., who decides to give him a ride. He's a, a very friendly, boisterous sort mm-hmm. and just kind of likes to show off his money and his generosity and all that. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll buy you dinner and "Oh, all that changes for you, lady, and all this sort of stuff. So they're, they're driving along, they're talking, they're having a good time. And one thing we notice is that he keeps asking for pills as the other guy is driving. He's like, hey, give me, give me another one of those pills. Hands And hands them over. It, it's It's meth. It's it's me- yeah, methamphetamines. It's probably methamphetamines. which mm-hmm. uh, right. But you could just buy, I guess, at the drugstore back then for like a dime.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking everything. They had Coke had, I don't know if they would have to go a little farther back, but Coke had cocaine in it. That was where. No. The, like, they, originally, Coke was Vin Mariani, which is just wine and cocaine. Yeah.
2: They used to call them pep pills, and like, it was not uncommon yeah. to like, I mean, truckers still use them, but. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just as an aside, I I think if there's ever another world war, which hopefully there never will be, but... (laughs) You can count on
2: there being one.
0: (laughs) They should, during that time, put the cocaine back in Coca-Cola, just to give everyone, like, a little boost, because it's going to be a hard time to get through. Honestly, they should have done that for COVID. They'd be like, look, we're going to ask you all to stay inside for, let's say, a couple of years. But, (laughs) But you get cocaine. But we're gonna do- give you deliveries of cocaine in the Coca Cola. Fry,
1: fry, can I ask you a question about that?
0: Yeah, sure. What's up?
1: I don't think cocaine would be the the drug I would pick. I'd pick weed, weed or something because if you're gonna stick people in their houses and then have them bouncing off yeah. the walls, like you just want everyone to take their vacuum. Apart.
0: You know what? Is that's that what you want. That's the fair point. There yeah, are probably better weed, choices there. Weed deliveries. Yeah. All right. Well, I see why they didn't do that now. But, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I'll come up with a new plan. Every family right. in Texas murdered.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like th- oh, th- God. this is not.
2: Right, D- so- Dad's yelling about QAnon, and now he's got cocaine, and we all have 50 <laughs>
1: guns. Oh, God. <laughs> he's a- yelling about QAnon, and he has his axe from the garage. Houses
0: exploding. <laughs> God.
2: Who'd have thought? Who would have thought the COVID cocaine deliveries were a bad idea? <laughs> the hubris of man who could have predicted.
0: <laughs> the road to hell is paved with
2: cocaine.
0: We got fifty states, so we can do fifty social experiments at once. <laughs> what are they
2: getting? Uh, what are we delivering to Montana? They're getting shrooms. Oh man, everyone's just staring at plates. What's Florida yeah. getting? Florida's
0: getting PCP. Oh my God, oh, they're geez.
2: wearing each other's skin.
0: Look, Florida has <laughs> yeah. by accident been getting PCP for decades. Yeah, but it's they definitely just haven't in fixed the water. Yeah. <laughs> so at some point after, after <laughs> despite the amount of meth he's probably been taking, Haskell gets sleepy, they decide to switch drivers. And so he's taken a, a nice little nap in the front seat while <laughs> our, our hero Al is driving.
2: Haskell doesn't
0: get sleepy; he gets tachycardia. <laughs> well, he's just tomato, tomato. So he's over there. No, those are and,
1: not the same thing.
0: So he's over there. He's, he's in the. Uh, he's he's sleeping in the front seat. And it's a convertible, and it starts just pouring buckets of rain. And by that, I mean, <laughs> mm. I'm sure the special effect was some dudes were pouring buckets of rain. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's how they did it. You know, they still do that. Also, this movie
2: specific. was made for nothing. Like, I, yeah. uh, I looked up inflation adjusted. They made this movie for about 100000 of today's dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So Al's driving, and he's like, hey... The the inside of the car is filling with water. We should probably put the top on the car. And he tries to wake up Haskell. And Haskell doesn't respond in any way. So he gets out. He pulls the car over barely and starts getting out to put the, uh, the top up. And he's having some trouble with it. So he tries to get Hal out of the car. And he opens the door. And Hal tumbles out of the car, landing back of the head first on the pavement below... And if he wasn't dead before, he is surely dead now. Uh, I'm going to point Goodness.
2: out his name is still Haskell, not Hal.
0: Oh, sorry, Haskell. <laughs> so,
1: I thought his name was Hal Haskell or something. <laughs> Charles no, no, Haskell. No,
0: it's Charles Haskell. Okay. So <clears> Hal, <throat> who is our protagonist, yes. panics. Yeah. <laughs> On account of there's a dead man next to him.
1: I mean, unnecessarily, there were, like, you didn't have fucking cell phones, just roll them off the side of the road and drive
0: away. Well, wouldn't you know it? He kind of thinks through his options a little bit. He's like, I could wait until the police come, but they're not going to believe me. I love the the distrust of the police 80 years ago, (laughs) still going strong.
1: If you're in a noir movie, the police are at best neutral and yeah. ge-
0: generally like neg- a
1: negative impact on the on the protagonist.
0: Yeah. He's like, they, "There's no story I can tell them that they are not going to just put me in jail and kill me for." So he's like, "All right, what's the plan B?" Well, hmm, plan B, I got all of this empty land out here, and there's no <laughs> one around. Let's just roll him off the side of the road and take his stuff. Oh, so oh,
1: taking his stuff probably wasn't smart, but okay,
0: gotcha. And here is also at the point where we start to it's, it starts to really become clear. This movie is being narrated heavily by you know the, our character from the future, and mm-hmm. he he starts trying to explain his actions here. He's he's like I was panicked. Look, I know you're not going to believe me anyway, but this is what really happened.
1: And do, so, do we get do we get any like unreliable narrator in here? Or I think is you're it, welcome is it more to make just... up your
0: mind. I am mm-hmm. so
2: I can tell you too have read the philosophize me.
0: we only get his story that is all we're getting so he takes the wallet he's like oh may as well look at here and see how much money i got Ooh, 700 something dollars which in like 1946 money i think makes you a millionaire (laughs) (laughs) not quite
1: but it's a large amount
2: of money
0: and of course also a, a free car Hey, you know what? While you're
2: talking about that, let me, let me look up what that is in today's money.
0: So he takes the car, he puts the top up, and just as he's about to drive away, a cop pulls up. Perfect. And the cop's like, hey, you can't just park halfway off the road, idiot. You're going to get someone killed. Which, fair, thank you. This movie, if it does one thing right, please pull <laughs> all the way off the road. That is so dangerous. It is dangerous. Holy crap, it's $12,500. Much- yeah, it's wow. a lot of money. Although less
1: dangerous back then because there were fewer cars, but still,
2: yeah.
0: But those cars but then they were had... made of all steel, like there was and, so much and mass.
1: they basically had no brakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think it's still more dangerous back then but still incredibly well, dangerous
2: the funny part is people always like rail on about how safe cars were back in the day when it's like oh those things were made out of steel you couldn't or you could hit a train but, with that well, car well, well and of the, course the car itself was relatively yeah, safe but the you've got a squishy baby bouncing around yeah. on the inside of it like there was like the crumple yeah, zone was your flesh yeah
1: yeah the, the the car itself would receive less damage but <laughs> that's not the same thing as the people inside. Yeah. Your but sternum you that has way, out way out more give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Modern cars are much, much, much safer.
3: Yeah.
0: You kind of want them to be made out of paper mache right at that point. Just crumble <laughs> well, together. It's,
1: and it's not like it's paper mache. It takes a significant force to activate a crumple zone. Have you seen, like, the
2: fucking crash tests today? The car disintegrates and you balloon away in your magic tin <laughs> airbag <laughs> <Yeah>. cocoon. <laughs> And you land on your big air pillow,
1: and, and sometimes you get like a little bit of a strained neck or a busted nose, but like you are breathing. God,
0: what a big difference. What a lot of improvements they have made. Back back to the time when cars were death threats. <laughs> the cop's like, hey, who are you? And Al makes a quick decision My name is Charles Haskell Jr., sir. This is oh, my car. Oh, boy. And he's like, well, I'll give you a warning this time, but get off the fucking road. Yeah. So he goes on and he's come up with this plan and as plans go, he's going to take the car to a city somewhere and then just abandon the car, abandon everything that relates to Charles Haskell and just go back to being himself and hope no one, like, connects the two. And that's that's his whole plan. He's not, he just wants to get to L.A. and then get the fuck out of this and get back to, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to hook up with his best girl, Sue.
2: Film noir is my... 100% 100% favorite film genre. Just... The same. Uh, only because... Someone was asking me the other day, like, what makes a film noir? And you can get into, like, lighting and, and you know, the, the camera angles and that kind of thing. But for me, what makes a film noir is there is a moment in every film noir where a character makes one bad decision and then yeah. nothing goes right after that. And yep, yep. I love that feature in movies. And it's like and, and they never have there's no plan B. It's just I'm going to do this thing that's going to benefit me in the moment, and then all hell is going to break loose. And it's like, you know, yes. like Llewellyn Moss in No Country for Old Men. He's like, And who wouldn't do it? It's like here's two million dollars in a suitcase. Of course yeah. I'm taking this. But what happens yeah. if there are a lot of very bad people with very big guns that want this money? Well, I'm not thinking about that. I've got money now. And then here's yes. fucking ass who's like oh boy a dead man's car and money away we go to la
0: so he travels on a bit and wouldn't you know it, he picks up a hitchhiker because the last hitchhiker picked up in this car went really well for the driver yeah he picks up a young woman named vera and she is an an odd one she pretty much quickly just goes to sleep in the car at first mm-hmm. and and they just go on for a while like that And then she wakes up and is very suddenly like, you're not Charles Haskell Jr. Now, did you kill him or rob him? And he, you can see him shit his
1: pants. (laughs) Is that who he introduced himself to her as? Yeah. Yes.
2: He's he's still playing Charles Haskell.
1: So, so to your point, Russ, that decision in this case was, I'm going to be Charles Haskell Jr. until I get to the city. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: and, uh, and he, he you know, he tries to play it cool in the worst way anyone has ever yeah. played it cool. Until ultimately she points out, I know you're not Charles Haskell Jr. Because I hitchhiked with him. He carried me for a little while. And then he was an asshole and he kicked me out. And Haskell had told that same story earlier. And so we're like, oh, <laughs> you picked up the one person in the whole world who's going to fuck up your whole life.
2: And Lord love him. Al has one expression, and it is hang, dog, sad. Yeah. And Vera yeah. has one yeah. expression, and it is biggest bitch on the planet. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they, they both I just was about to it. say,
1: I was about to say there are only, I think I'm right in saying three types of women in a noir. There's the deadly love interest. The evil, uh, not really femme fatale, but the manipulator, and then the old lady who is generally benevolent. Well, they're all femme
2: fatales, and this one, the fatale, is in bold. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So she pretty quickly deduces some version of what happened. Oh, you you probably killed him and took his car and thought you'd get away with it, but now I know, so you're going to do anything I say, or I'll turn you into the police, and you'll die in the chair. They reference every single method of execution.
3: Yes, they do, yes.
2: and they do it so good. What was? Oh shit! I've got to look up this quote. She had such a good quote.
0: Oh god, is it the one about Arizona? It's the one about
2: the free perfume.
0: Yes, yeah,
2: <laughs> and of course it's all noir dialogue, and so it's it's yeah. snappy yeah. and poetic the whole time. Holy shit! Where is it? I'd hate to see a fella as young as you wind up sniffing that perfume Arizona hands out free to murderers. <laughs>
1: So, oh, so they already had the gas chamber by this yeah, point. Okay, they, I mean, it wasn't clear on the year that was developed.
0: They referenced the gas chamber, the chair, and hanging several times throughout this. Goodness. Uh, for for <laughs> a short movie, they mention capital punishment a lot. It is like the main villain <laughs> in this movie. So, first of all, she, she wants all the money in his wallet.
3: Mm-hmm
0: easy come easy go is pretty much how he looked at it i had this for less than 24 hours so long as i can still get to la that's all i care about she also wants to go to la so that part of the plan is fine but she tells him hey you're you're doing it dumb here you can't just abandon the car if the police find an abandoned car they're gonna look into it you don't you know that's that's an expensive thing those things cost hundreds of dollars you can't just leave those sitting around
2: <laughs> when in reality the cops would do absolutely nothing about an abandoned yeah. car
0: piss in it. It would in get
1: it. towed and then yeah. and then yeah.
0: But Al is scared out of his fucking mind so he believes every every dark tale she is telling him. So they get to Hollywood and she's like, "All right, so here's the plan. You have to sell the car. To sell the car, you have to be Charles Haskell Jr." So This is not this is not a good plan. No. No, no. Why did you think good plans were going to happen here? Sorry. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. I just. So, actually, Fry, I want to jump in here, and I'm pretty interested in this movie.
0: <laughs> I hear. You, I don't. I don't I, want
1: to ruin it.
0: Oh God, I really want to describe the rest of this plot though, because it's just so wild. There's so many more why you, things. Why don't, that are don't you
1: happen. hit like a couple of less spoilery highlights? Maybe
0: right. I'll get to the the one kind of final twist that starts uh, starts things. Well, Don't
2: spoil the twist.
0: Uh, well, not. Twist, the final complication. Oh, okay. They get together. They're like, all right, we're going to have to rent an apartment under the name Charles Haskell so that we can have a residency oh my God. <laughs> to sell the car. They do that. They spend a day shopping. And then they go to the car dealership to sell the car. And as he is completely fucking up selling the car with no suspicion, all because Haskell didn't carry an insurance card in his car, basically. He's like, hey, who's it insured under? It's like, you know that about your own car, right, mister? And as that's happening, she busts in holding a newspaper and says, stop it. We're not selling the car after all. Come on, honey, let's go. And he's like, oh, but I thought you wanted to sell the car. He's like, nope, nope, we got to go. And she has just found a newspaper Mm -hmm. that points out that Charles Haskell Jr.'s father Mm -hmm. is Charles Haskell sports betting billionaire and Uh dying and so you can see no no, well you can see the dollar (laughs) signs appearing in her eyes right then and then uh, you know what that's that's where i'll leave you all right now i'm a little less interested what would you like to
2: (laughs) so (laughs) i so i'm not sure how we're going to handle this because my my philosophize me does contain some spoilers
1: i think at this point it's a it's
2: fine Uh, you know exactly what's going to happen in this movie but but like but you're not watching this movie for the plot you're watching this movie for the movie it is so tight this thing it's barely over an hour i think it's an hour and eight minutes long and the the economy of plot and the tightness of the it's like an aaron sorkin movie it it is so tightly written I want to talk about the director just ever so briefly. This guy has the most 40s name ever. Edgar G. (laughs) Ulmer.
1: Oh, my God. That's
2: amazing. Uh, He was from everywhere. He was a Jewish, Moravian, Austrian-American film director who did only low-budget shit. He only did B-movies. He would earn the title The King of PRC, and PRC used to stand for Producers Releasing Corporation, but because they only did B-movies, they came to be known as Poverty Row Corporation. (laughs) Al says at one point in the movie, "The world is full of skeptics. I know I'm one myself. And detour feels like one of those movies that shouldn't exist. There's this old legend that says it was shot in six days, but that is not accurate. <laughs> uh, it's, it was probably shot over a few weeks, but still at a lightning yeah. pace. And it's a pretty tight schedule. shock. Full of technical errors. Like, the whole movie is technical errors. And continuity errors and script errors and nothing makes any sense. When Al is hitchhiking, all of the cars have right-hand drives. Oh, weird. And the reason is because when they flip the negative. Oh. And then just never fixed it. When the movie kicks off and he's in Reno and he's in this diner. The truck driver who's hassling him asks him about his plans, and he says he's headed... uh, Al says that he's going east, and Mm. Joe tells him that he's driving north to Salt Lake City, but Salt Lake City is east of Reno. Yeah. Okay? Now, Joe goes, where did you come from? And Al says, west. Then Joe says, did you come from LA? And Al says, maybe. Okay, L A is south of Reno,
3: <laughs>
0: way
2: south. by a lot. Sacramento <laughs> yeah. is west of Reno.
0: Yeah, it feels like which, that was which, written by someone who spent a lot of time looking at the map and yeah, just I know. imagined he
1: knew where all the cities were. Which means to leave L A, he went north and then took some highway. The, he took north.
2: a route that does not exist.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the nuts.
2: world Nobody is not shaped like anyone thinks it is. Please remember, everyone. Fifty percent of Canadians live south of Seattle. Yeah.
0: Now there are critics. The invasion who... is beginning. No problem. No, <laughs> no, what he meant? Oh dear. We we gotta strengthen the border. What's Biden doing for the border? <laughs> it must be an invasion. They've
2: amassed ninety percent of their population at the border. Thank We on. must respond in kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, God. of course, there are critics that argue that this narrative inconsistency isn't an inconsistency, that this is deliberate. Film critic Andrew Britton's theory of detour is, of course, that of an unreliable narrator. But the narration is addressed directly to us. We're not hearing what happened. We're hearing what Al wants us to think happened. Right. Yeah. It flatters him. It's like he's the innocent one in all of this. And all it's of, of the guilty. scenes with Sue, his dream girl, make no sense. Like, there's no reason for him to be with this girl at all, and it's kind of debatable if he is or not. She definitely doesn't want to marry him, but, like, he keeps asking her to, and... This so is it A-
3: sounds
1: like she may or may not be real. That might have been not the reason he was going to LA.
2: And Andrew Britton says something similar. Al is less in love with Sue than he is in need of her paycheck. Right. And his cover-up right. of Haskell's death <clears throat> is just rationalization for easy theft. Quoting, Al's version illustrates Freud's theory that traumatic experiences can be worked into fantasies that are easier to deal with. And for the fun of it, we're going to talk about unreliable narrators because they're my favorite kind of narrator. Ooh, me too. (laughs) William Riggan writes that there are five kinds of unreliable narrator. There is the Picaro, a narrator who is characterized by exaggeration and bragging, someone like Alex Mm -hmm. DeLarge from A Clockwork Orange. There is The Madman, a narrator who is either only experiencing mental defense mechanisms like PTSD or dissociation or severe mental illness like schizophrenia. Like uh, My favorite is Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Yeah. And then there is The Clown, the narrator who doesn't take narration seriously and plays with conventions and truth and the fourth wall like Deadpool. Yeah. There is The Naive, a narrator who... Is unreliable only because they're inexperienced or immature, like Forrest Gump. Yeah. And then there is the liar, a narrator of sound cognition who just tells lies the whole time, kind of like Loki, for example. Yeah. And uh, even Roger Ebert, when he was still kicking around, wrote about detour. He wrote, quote, Maybe that's why detour insinuates itself so well, why audiences respond so strongly. The jumps and inconsistencies of the narrative are nightmare psychology. Al's not telling a story. He's scurrying through raw materials trying to put together an alibi.
1: Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Now, there are also plenty of people who have discounted this. This whole idea. No, 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 no. That's way too deep for this kind of story. They shot this in a month. This is just a straightforward noir tragedy. No one was thinking that deeply when they made it. But there are so many scenes that make zero sense. There is a death of a character that is not accidental. And it's not Haskell. Al 100% murders someone and then comes up with the most bullshit explanation possible. And then at the very end, there's a scene where he may or may not be picked up by the cops. It might happen in reality. It might be a dream sequence. It might be just like a forward projection. But they don't cuff him. They just open the back door like it's an Uber, and he gets in.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's important to point out, Al was white.
2: (laughs) (laughs) White in 1945. This movie is every single Am I the Asshole story on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I uh, I totally, definitely didn't kill this guy and strangled him with a Cat Six cable. Am I the asshole? And. <laughs> Of course, you see where I'm going with all this. We are all unreliable narrators of our own lives. We're the unreliable narrators. We we are us. We are lying a 100% of the time. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to others all the time. Every story you tell casts you in the best light. Every experience you've ever had is going to be glorified. Hell, even due to the nature of memory, you're probably not even remembering things correctly. Like how we imprint memories makes zero sense. And I have sworn on my life that something happened when it didn't. Because, yeah, like, human a, memory is very fast. Memory is, at best, uh, kind of a painting and kind of an interpretation of things that happened. And I am far from the first person to come up with this idea. I've said before on this podcast that there is no true you. There's the subjective you that's only experienced by one person. And then there's the you that's experienced by everyone else. And those are not the same person by a long shot. It took me a long time to realize what an asshole I am and start doing any (laughs) works to, you know, kind of fix that. (laughs) <laughs> and I mentioned earlier that Al at the very end says fate or some mysterious force can put the finger on you or me for no good reason at all. And of course he blames fate because he's damn sure not going to blame himself for all of his terrible yeah. decisions. None not, of us would blame ourselves thing either. in this
0: movie has been his fault.
2: Yeah. And we are the I, victim. I
1: think that's interesting. I think that's super <clears> interesting, <throat> Russ, because this is one of those scenarios where, especially given how, no one who made the movie, or most likely no one, is still around to talk about it. So we can't really know the intentions. I think if you watch it with an eye towards, hey, this is how he's telling it, rather than this is the literal truth, if it makes it more entertaining, I think that's a fine choice, whether or not it was intended. Yeah. I, that's how I would look at that.
0: You know, another way to look at it might be mm-hmm. to look at it through like a detective's eye. Like, imagine that at the end he really was picked up and this is the story oh, he's right. telling. What evidence would you need to look for to prove or disprove his version of the story?
1: All the inconsistencies
0: yeah. and shit in his story and the yeah. directions he was in. I mean, and you the... can definitely just point out that your story seems wildly unbelievable, but <laughs> <Yeah>. I, I <laughs> feel is certain. This really unlikely, sir. <laughs> there's so many people on the planet, a wildly unbelievable thing happens to someone somewhere every day. That's not how detectives think, though. When what
2: happens happens, when he gives his recount of what happens in this story, you will piss yourself laughing. It is a lie, lie, lie. He's lying like a rug. Yeah,
1: I yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna watch this movie. I love film noir, and it's been a while since I watched one of like an old, like one of the older ones. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what like. I mean, they were all fairly low budget, but I'm or most of them at least. But I'm curious to see what kind of a Uh, A lower-budget one, looks like. So, yeah. I want to watch it. Sounds like fun. Well, do either of you have any recommendations for the listeners?
0: Oh, I do, actually. I do. I just this week, I watched uh, The Handmaiden, a Korean movie.
3: Oh, that's Mm. so good.
0: And it's so good. I've enjoyed every second of it. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you should... Maybe we should consider it for an episode. Maybe no, it's
2: too that. good. It's way too it good. It is no, really if good.
1: If yeah. it's that good, we can't have it on this show. We, we can recommend it, but we can't. It would be like you trying to pitch The prince, the Princess Bride, right? Where it's like, all right, there's
0: this movie. It's got adventure and sword fights. I, and I think I think two orders of magnitude more people are aware of The Princess Bride than aware of The handmaiden. So we're spreading no,
1: awareness for a thing. Or no, no I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't recommend it. I'm just saying we can't have it on the show. It's a really good movie.
2: <laughs> the Handmaiden is Park Chan-wook, and he is, God, he is so good. That's the same guy who did Old Boy and Sympathy for Mr. Yeah. Vengeance and Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, and God, he's such a good director. Him and fucking Bong Joon-ho are just in a bisticus to come out with Best Korean Director. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I, I saw something they, last night. The, uh, the, the Grand Tour Boys put out a new special. They are in... I've been really turned
1: off Jeremy Clarkson lately.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a piece of shit, but, but I love James May. Yeah, and, yeah he's great. And, and as, a, as a human being, I think Jeremy Clarkson is repugnant. I do yeah. love his writing style.
1: Yeah, he, he is a very dynamic and entertaining
2: presentation. And the they're the in Scandinavia, just, you know, faffing about. If you've seen one Top Gear special, you've seen them all. Yeah. But, uh, but this one fuck me, there are a couple of shots that I don't know... I mean, all the stuff they do is scripted. Like, all, all the stuff they yeah. do is prearranged and that kind of thing. But there are, like, a couple of shots in this one. I don't know how they got them. It felt almost organic. Like, how did they make that one right. thing happen? Uh, there is a paralytic car wreck. James May fucking runs directly into a wall at one point, And it looks like it kills
0: him. And these are
2: old men at this point, but...
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we've got some good recommendations. Oh, it's called the Scandi, it's...
1: the Scandi Flick. Oh, the Scandy Flick. Oh, okay. The Scandy Flick. Uh, the Scandy Flick and the Handmaid. Was that right? Oh, the Handmaid's so the good. The handmaiden. Excellent. No, not the Handmaid's Tale. That's it, a different thing. And, <laughs> and, and, okay. and it's
2: not called... And it's not the Handmaid. It's the Handmaiden. Ah, the
1: Handmaiden. All right. If it matters. Yeah. It is now time to spin the wheel.
0: Here we go. Animation by a titch.
1: Can we... Animation is not... Let's
0: let's find an... Let's genre.
1: do
2: an animated and then spin it again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Spin it again.
2: We need an animated...
1: we
0: get an animated documentary. <laughs> animated action. Yeah. Animated action. Okay. All, right. All right. Let's do it. Sounds good. I, I think there's one or two of those out there. <laughs> we should have a few to choose oh.
2: from. Okay, so dollars to donuts. Uh, who, are we? We're getting anime next week, right? I mean,
0: most
1: likely, yes.
2: In a wide field,
1: <laughs> it's the most common. But uh, you know, surprise me, you know, Fry. Do you have a tab
2: adventures? on that? Is your first favorite dinosaur adventure? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Fry. What is dinosaur adventure? I
0: don't know.
1: What do you mean you don't
2: Dingo know? Dingo Pictures DVD this? rip dinosaur adventure. Was this when we were doing like Jurassic Hunt?
0: Just I skip. honestly do not what remember What the fuck is this? Fry skip a bit brother. All right.
2: Oh my Jesus. What
0: the hell? <laughs> oh, is this <laughs> is
1: this the video that that meme came from with the Yee dinosaur? It looks like that art style art. It kind of does. It is. It is. Yee. <laughs> so that's where this comes You're from. You're a fucking savant, ha, 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 James. Ha ha ha. ha. Yee. Ye. This is this is the dub version, so it's bullshit. This is gr- Oh my god. I love the character design in the sense that it's awful in every way. <laughs> every single way. It's just this is the worst. Oh, we're going
2: to link this in the show link notes. We are you, we have you, you to realize that like we're, we do a podcast and we're sitting here going, "Oh man, look at this." With your yeah, eyes. We're going to have to
1: cut all this but yeah. link it in the show notes. Jesus Christ. You guys have to watch this. This is this is my recommendation. <laughs> oh my Holy god. Holy shit. All it's right, like okay, they drew land before
2: that. time with a condom.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> Alright enough with that We are now going to sign off to, Did we forget anything? Does anyone have any parting words for the listeners? I don't know but we lost Fry No I'm, he's coming still, back. Here, I'm still
3: here
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: his audio is still here And it is a podcast It's a podcast They can't tell my camera stopped showing <laughs> Well they can now Okay uh, Thank you everyone Wait hold on I don't want to sign off with an uh
2: <laughs> You know if you had said um I was just going to cut it right <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. but uh, you're what? not now. Oh, huh? uh, you cut those? Well, no, no now I'm but leaving all not- this in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: shit. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day. And don't drink bleach.